Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Before we get to the message, let me give you a quick update on my voice. I saw the doctor this past Monday, and he said, I'm going to have surgery in September. You can probably tell the vocal cords still are not completely touching. That last injection helped them touch a little better. But they're going to put in a permanent implant late September so I have more strength and volume back. Then I can get back to yelling at you. (laughs) So... Either I get a miraculous touch from God, or come September and October, I got my voice back, hopefully. So, praise the Lord for that. But, enough about my voice. We are here to talk about feet this morning. Feet. With that in mind, What do they call the guy with the rubber toe? Roberto. at church, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Forgiveness. We're talking about the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6. Would you stand as we read verses 10 to 15? Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, 
to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And Lord, in you, we have a peace that passes all understanding. A peace that can't be found anywhere else. And Lord, thank you for that peace. And help us, Lord, strengthen us. Give us the courage and the gumption to share the good news of Jesus and that peace that he brings with those around us. May you bless your word as it's preached, and may you bless your servant as he preaches it. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm still laughing at my own joke. Anyone ever tell you, you have nice feet? I'm not asking to see, I'm just... Well, in his letter to the Romans, Paul talks about beautiful feet. Feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So turn your Bibles now to Romans chapter 10. We're going to spend some time in verses 1 to 15 of Romans chapter 10. And Paul says this. He's writing to the Romans about people who don't believe in Jesus yet. The Israelites, the Jews. But really it can be applied to anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus yet and needs to hear the good news of Jesus and the life that's in Him. So Paul picks up in verse 1 of chapter 10. By the way, it doesn't hurt to talk. Verse 1. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. How about that? Somebody can be zealous for God, but still not know. Because you see, to know the righteousness of God we must submit to His righteousness. 
Many want to know it. Many want to claim it. But they don't want to submit to it. Because they don't want to submit to anything. I mean, that would make them weak, wouldn't it? Truth. Let me hear you with truth. We find more strength when our lives are submitted to Him and His righteousness and we're not dependent on our own righteousness. What is His righteousness? Jesus. Verse 4. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Do you see what he just did? He just gave us the gospel, the good news. In Christ, there's righteousness for everyone who believes. He just presented the gospel. And what does Paul do after he introduces the good news of Jesus in verse 4? He does it again. But this time, he uses Scripture to back it up. He uses the Old Testament to talk about Jesus. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 30. So when you have that, I want your fingers in Deuteronomy 30. Guys, keep Romans chapter 10 on the screen. Because we're going to flip back and forth to both. Hopefully you've had your Wheaties this morning. Romans 10 verse 5. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by law. And notice, in Romans, Paul starts to quote something. He quotes, The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. The word is in you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. Deuteronomy 30. And don't miss this. Don't miss how Paul is made ready by the Word. Is ready with the Word. And is ready to share the Word. Deuteronomy 30 verse 11. Moses is writing this. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. 
You ever hear anybody say, it's just too much. We can't live a holy life. It's too much. On our own, it is. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend to heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. That sound familiar? It's what Paul was quoting in Romans 10. Deuteronomy 30 verse 13 nor is it beyond the sea. So that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it. Or proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. No. The word is very near you. It is in your mouth. And it is in your heart. So that you may obey it. See. I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land of that you are to possess. I don't know about you, but life and prosperity, i got to remember how those P's pick up in here. Life and prosperity sound like a much better choice to me than death and destruction. I mean, Don't miss that promise in verse 16. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live. It doesn't say you might live. There's a chance you'll live. It says, then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you're entering and about to possess. Don't miss that promise of choosing life. And then don't miss this promise. When it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel like a promise, but it's a promise. A warning and a promise. Verse 17. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient... And if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. Can God's word make it any clearer? Nope. Now, I don't want you to leave the sanctuary this morning and say, that Pastor Nathaniel gave us a message that had no hope. Because you might be like me. There was a time I walked away. 
you may know someone in your life who walked away. Is this saying that there's no hope for them? No, it is not. There is grace that is greater than all our sin. But be warned. Thankfully, in the parable of the prodigal son, he came back and we didn't have to hear about what happened to him if he died in the far off land. Just something to consider. God gives us choice. He doesn't force Himself upon us. There's another word for that. He doesn't do that to us. He gives us the choice. Will we live for Him and live by His words and His ways and His commands? Or are we going to do our own thing? The choice is ours. He makes it pretty clear. I've never talked to anyone who've chosen His way and say they regretted it. Everyone I've talked to who says, I went and did my thing and came back says, I wish I didn't go and do my thing. And those who are truly saved and realized what they were rescued from They're truly grateful for the peace they have. And they want to walk in His way with all their heart. Because He is their all in all. So how do we obey all of His commands? That's a pretty high bar. That sounds impossible. On our own, it is. But who do we have near us and in our heart? The Word. What does it say in John 1 1? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word, Jesus, is God. And with God, all things are possible. What did we learn last week? It's His righteousness. It's Him we put our trust in, not ourselves. Let's go back to Romans 10. Still got your fingers there? I don't. Let's pick up where we left off. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what does it say? What does what say? What does the word say? What does it say? What does the word say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus 
his Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. See what Paul did there? He gave the gospel again. And he used the word to do it. Verse 12. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. And he richly blesses all who call on him. Guess what he did again? The gospel. He'll save all who call on him. Everyone who calls on him. He's using Isaiah. He's using Deuteronomy. Verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're keeping track, that's the fourth time he's presented the gospel in 13 verses. But notice how he did it. He didn't say, well, let me quote you Isaiah 50. <laughs> like someone who doesn't believe yet wants to hear that. See how he was ready with the Word. He'd spent time in the Word. The Word was in his heart. And it was on his mouth. And he was ready to share the good news of Jesus in a way that it would be received. The way the Lord had been preparing it to be presented. Three or four times there. Three of the four times he presented the gospel. He presented it with the word because he knew the word. Let's wrap things up. Verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Back when I was in the first or second grade, I had church be made ready by the word and be ready with the word to share the word. May we all have beautiful feet. May we preach the gospel always. And our actions and our words.
that are all shaped by the Word. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we thank You for Your Word this morning. And maybe somebody heard the Word preached and today is their day of salvation. When you have their heart ready to respond to you and your spirit speaking now and they say, yes, I do. I do believe that Jesus is the one and only Son of God and that He is God. And I want Jesus in my heart and my life today. And Jesus, you came and died on a cross for our sins. So Lord, if there's anyone here who wants to give their heart to you and their life to you, may they say, Lord, forgive me my sins and come into my heart and my life today and make me new. I want to be born again. That spiritual birth, that spiritual awakening to spiritual life in Christ. And Lord, there's life after we're born again. And as we live this life in You and in Your ways, we thank You that You help us do that. With Jesus in our hearts, with the power of the Holy Spirit filling us. With Your Word guiding and directing. Shaping us so we can be the preachers you need us to be in the different places you've put us around people who need to see and hear the good news of Jesus and the peace found only in Him. Lord, I thank You for all the life that we have in You. Life abundant on earth and eternal in glory. We love You, Lord. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may stand. And you may be dismissed wearing the best, most beautiful shoes there is as you preach Him. Lord bless. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.